Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly DLC. I'm one of your hosts, Kroge. Joined always by my co-hosts, co-hosts, Daniel Vargas. Yeehaw! And Danny Jang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're not familiar with what we do, we come to you every week from a room like this to a podcasting service like the one you're listening to right now uh, on Mondays. And we talk about fun things like comics, video games, books, movies, and everything in between. Gosh. If only you could find us on various podcasting services like Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Huh, there's so many choices. Insert the more you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and we have some fun. We hope you have fun with us. And let's just jump into it. We're here with episode 104. Two years. Dropping it like it's hot. Two years. Congratulations, (laughs) guys. We made it. We made it. How do you guys feel two years later? I think it's a fantastic stop, place to stop the podcast. I'm so glad we're finally over. Thanks for joining us. Where can people <laughs> find you, Vargas? Just so much on know, the podcast. I listened to our very first episode, mm-hmm. and it sounds it sounds fantastic. bad, but I remember what you guys said, or well, it refreshed me. Your goals of the podcast. <laughs> do you probably remember because you listened to it recently? Yeah, it was uh, be consistent and come out with like a certain like at the time we were bi-weekly with the because we still didn't have a name for the episode well um we didn't. And then, and, yeah, yeah we didn't have a name for the podcast yeah because I, I remember the second episode was titled we have a name yes um and then i remember the goal then became like okay instead of 26 episodes to have it be 52 b52 uh, mm-hmm. um there's one more and then to get press passes yeah. qualify which we've submitted, so I'm just ex- been. I'm still hoping to hear from them within the next month. Oh, thanks for uh, including me in that thing for the the WonderCon. It reminded me to buy tickets, so I bought I think just Saturday. Oh. Um, another thing though is uh, the first podcast, the first episode we were talking about being bi-weekly, but immediately oh, yeah. went into weekly. <laughs> we've never missed yep. since then, which is weird because it was called the weekly DLC, <laughs> which is why we were like, <laughs> we're weekly. Let's just do weekly until we can't. No, no, no. We weren't. The name didn't come yet. Oh, you're right. So when we decided the name, we're like, well, it kind of has to be weekly. And I'm like, I don't mind doing weekly. It kind of like came together. Yeah. In tandem. You said guests. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking big and you were thinking people we know. Small streamers. And now we've had. No, you were like friends. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. We did that uh, for the first year. And I think a lot of the second year we tried doing like the Andy Weir's. Mm-hmm. The uh, Phillips from the Messenger, Philips, Philippe, and a few of those guys. So I think we've done a little bit of both, but yeah, we haven't done a like a friend in a while. Um, Do you remember Vargas's goal to have an imaginary for the friend? podcast? <laughs> yeah. I think he said it as a joke, but there's some truth to the joke. I don't even remember. I'm trying to remember because <laughs> I remember <laughs> personal goals. I don't remember what. Yeah, me neither. No, please to get elaborate. rich. Huh? <gasps> to get rich. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There is some truth. To Are that. you guys looking for raises? Is this like a subtle <laughs> way of being like, I need a raise? I don't want to be a slave anymore. Do you yeah, remember mine? <laughs> it was just one, and it's always it's the same one as YouTube and streaming videos every hour. No. What was it? To entertain. Oh. Are you not entertained? <laughs> 
So on that note, do you guys want to jump on right into it? Let's entertain. Yeah. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> Two years, guys. Cheers. <laughs> I'm out of my drink, but sure. Too, yeah. Sponsored by Starbucks. Ah. Slurp. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Ah. Refreshing. Oh my Helps God. you get through a podcast. It's such a weird intro. <laughs> I'm, we're getting weird. We're entertaining. <laughs> I feel entertained. All right, uh, Vargas, do you want to start with your, pod- uh, your let's, podcast? Let's do it. <laughs> My podcast is called... <laughs> the second one. <sighs> the Weekly What's your topic? D. That's my topic. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> episode 69, baby. Every episode, episode 69. I know. Every yeah, episode. It just should be episode 69, part <laughs> one. Part, part one. Two, part part two. one. Season one, part oh two. Oh my God, what if your podcast was called episode 69? Welcome <laughs> to another episode of episode 69. <laughs> this is episode 69, part two. <laughs> No, so my topic is uh, in regards to GameStop. There's been some news about it, um, and I, it, it just reminded me. Like, do you think a brick and mortar store is still something like a brick and mortar store that's exclusive to just video games? Is that something that's still viable in today's day and age? Yes. Yeah. Well, let me. So, what I heard about uh, GameStop, okay, in is like, give they, us some context. Uh, Obviously, like we're looking to get someone to buy them so that they can mm-hmm. continue continuing, um, and at, so they were in line to get bought out or whatever. And at some point, investors were like, "No, let's not do it anymore." Um, so they decided not to. Now people think like the future of GameStop is diminishing, mm-hmm. and I mean, at least the stocks of GameStop have have dropped quite mm-hmm. or significantly low. I actually haven't lo- looked at them, but. Um, the article said they had dropped quite low and it just got me thinking like, I, I've stopped using GameStop. I used to be a pro member. I used to have, I just like, you know, automatic do it you know, just do it. Um, and I would always go there to order. Like if it was Best Buy had a better deal or if Best Buy had like a better pre-order, I still just went to GameStop. Um, and that's, that stopped. That's been over like a year and a half, two years that I've stopped that. And now I just get it at the place I can find it at the cheapest, essentially. So that yeah, that's my experience. Like I've just I haven't participated in that, and it just feels like it's happening less and less. Yeah, for me, um, I personally don't buy physical games too often, but I like I, I'm looking straight ahead in, in the video. But like we got physical books, and you know, digital books have come have you know made waves, and people read on their phones, read on their tablets, read on their Kindles. Um, but there's still you know books aren't haven't died out. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think the latest study showed that more people are buying physical books than before. So I think that says something about that medium. It's I think it, um, it's probably because of me though. Like, it um, is. The Jack first editions, the, <laughs> the signed copies. I'm jacking up. Um, and I think there's something that is like, it comes with where where you're getting. Like when you go to the last bookstore or when you go to the, um, I forget the name of it. The uh, What's the bookstore in Portland? Powell's. Oh, yeah. Like oh, when you go God. to like these established, like really cool, like it's, it's an experience. It's a fucking workout. That's what that is. <laughs> it's, yeah, oh it's, God, it's a dude. whole, it has, it requires a map. Dude, but like, it's a fucking mansion. I love that the, these places have become like beacons of a community. And libraries are another big, you know, cool place for a lot, like more than just books, but for several other things. And I think that that keeps it, keeps it circulating. I don't feel like there's much of that, those things for gaming stores right i feel like a gaming store 
the first thing I think of when I go to like a GameStop is how many times I have to tell the game the employee I'm I'm just browsing because they're just trying to like okay my they're and it's not their fault it's like they're being pressured yeah, some, to do X number of things and to push certain mm-hmm. things but I really it just drives me nuts how many times I have to be like just leave me alone I'm I'll come to you when I have a question I'm antisocial bro just or, let me not even that just like I, like I'm as soon as I walk in I'm just ads it feels like it's ads and i'm like okay be a cool place i'll come to you if i have a question or if there's a recommendation um and i think that vibe is part of why and like the other side of it is parents coming in with like eight kids trying to like right. my kid wants the latest like x-bone or the the nintendo or whatever you know like this or that and it's like this anger and this back and forth because the, the all this stuff and it's just like a mesh of just not right. fun right and so i think that deters people but I, I mean, like with that, I would argue that like the reason this is happening is because their sales are diminishing and they're they're asking their employees to push, you know, be, try to be helpful, try to, you know, lure a customer into, a, you know, a, the game that he's looking for, essentially, or or something well, similar. I think there's. Jane, what do you think? I, I want to get let you get a voice in here. I think they're oversaturated. Um, it's kind of like, you know, like those yogurt places like Pinkberry, like they just like blew up and then they just put too many stores and now they're just like they can't hit the numbers because there's just too many too many stores. I think they're just oversaturated. But I mean on the flip side, I don't think game stores will go away. I think music is going to go away. This is like kind of off tangent cuz I was trying to find a CD for the longest and it was a new CD, Travis Scott Astro World. I can't find it anywhere physically. Like I would have to go to Amazon to and buy it. And it does exist though. It's not like it was brand new at the time, and no, right? But like it, it he did make physical copies. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not just yeah, digital. He made only. physical copies, and dude, I feel like music because of streaming and just you could just get it online. Yeah, I, I, comparing what I was saying about books, I think games are going more the way of the music industry, where it's all going digital, and there's maybe a limited run of physical copies. And some in, like indie games are doing that, where they're like, I'm just going straight to the 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 stores. Uh, the digital stores, and um, if it does well enough, we'll do a limited run for fans that really want a physical copy of this mm-hmm. signed or you know whatever. And those um, usually sell out. Yeah, like, and that's a it's, it's a model that's working for them. And it's yeah. very different from what it used to be, where it's like you would want the, like the physical copies were fucking abundant and they're fr- everywhere. And next thing you know, they're in a bargain bin at Walmart and Best Buy. Um, you were saying that the sales are dropping. I'm like part of it is again the vibe that they're giving off when. I go into a GameStop. I know that if I'm like part of their 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 pitch is to get more money out of you, yeah. which is push used games, used games in the GameStop in GameStop yeah um, store is a big way they make profits because they don't need to give a percentage of that to the the publishers. Or yeah, it's just hundred percent. And but the way they push it so hard is you sell a game that you you bought new for $60 they give you like 10 or 15 dollars and they sell it for 40 for 55 dollars yeah. and i'm like are you fucking kidding me like i just like i feel ripped off and i'm like why would i want to support that and then i feel like it's become such a joke that many people don't want to support that right. as much anymore I, I agree with you. Yeah, I think that and might I, be, and that hurts the selling. It's like, okay, yeah. well, if you're gonna do that to me, then I'm not gonna bring my business. Yeah, th- those here. I'll are go to like a Target or yeah, Amazon those are huge things that people joke about. Like, um, there's uh, like a meme where it shows like a guy driving by and he's like, "This is me looking at at uh, someone robbing a GameStop and being like, good because they only gave me like you know two dollars for my three games or whatever." 
you know, like jokingly because yeah. people are just frustrated. They're like, I don't feel like I'm being respected at this place, you know, like stuff like that. Um, I do think that brick and mortar stores can still exist, mm-hmm. but they will have to be like niche in like the area. Like it can't just be like inuated to like where like, you know, if I drive a mile down, there's another. Yeah. Like what Jane was saying, store. saturated. Yeah. So it's going to, it can't be too saturated. And I think it has to involve the community. Like they have to have like, it Events. has to be like a mix. I of loved, yeah. I loved when GameStops would be like, okay, like the street pass stuff. They were always at a GameStop. Yeah. And I was like, cool when's the next one i want to check that out and see the thing cool is thing. like gamestop didn't obviously uh, set those up it was an individual who called gamestop and was like hey you're a, a video game place can i have an event here and they're like yes let's do it, it wasn't just any individual it was through a rep of a game of a oh i didn't well it was the nintendo guy he was the one that like made it happen with gamestop like if anyone just wanted to have an event at a gamestop it wasn't like right they wouldn't sanction everything they right. would either run their own midnight launches mm-hmm. or they would do something like this where a Nintendo or a Sony or whoever rep would be like, we're going to ho- like we want to partner with GameStop, do an event at your these select stores. Right. Like those things bring in people mm-hmm. and have fun. And I feel like they're going like, now nah, just get in the store, get out. Like we're not even doing midnight launches anymore. Just pre-order it. We'll pick it up. Whenever. And I'm like, eh. and then now they're doing this whole, OK, we're partially we what they own ThinkGeek. Mm hmm. They bought ThinkGeek, and now they're just, like, merchandise selling. So it's like, you want your gaming shirts? Come here. Yeah. And you want your gaming puzzles, your Funkos, your all this shit? I'm I, like... I do okay. think it's got to expand in, like, things. It's got to, like, include not only video games, not only, like, video game clothing. you got to start including, like, probably comic books, probably just different things, and, and include events there. Like, have an area where people can play games or play a card game, a board game, something like that. Like, they got to expand and have... Um, events to bring people in. I I don't think like the way GameStop is doing it now, where it's like it's just a store. Don't hang around here, please. You know, like buy stuff specifically something used and then leave, please. You know. It, I think I I can agree with part of that. I can't. I, I I don't think it should be just like a haven now all of a sudden for like all of it because we're we're lucky enough we're we're in an area where there's a lot of conventions, right? GameStops exist outside of that. So to me, like I'm like, okay, all this stuff that you're saying merch-wise, I can just wait till a convention and there's a cooler version mm-hmm. of it or a cheaper version of it. I think in a lot of like the Midwest or in more rural areas and other parts in the north and south, you don't see as many of those. So you're these places are like the only places you can get cool, like a Thanos glove or a cool mug and stuff. So I think that I agree with you there. Like maybe cater it towards your region or something, but um too many like we I, I think when a while ago they brought in like a VR thing to the GameStop and I mentioned it to you guys and you're like, Ugh, like pink eye, like chances of that like and I'm I'd be worried of too much like here come play these things, there'd be too much like I mean it's open to families, so it's like little kids will touch something, big you know, adults, <laughs> sick people and like the the worry of, of like getting sick from something is real. Well, I mean, I, at least with when it comes to like stuff like that, I was assuming people would bring in their own like mm. game already purchased. Like okay. it's not, um, but I mean, obviously that 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 idea is still there. Where yeah. like it's gonna get dirty, it's gonna get you know you're well, gonna spread. They could do like something where if they idea, let's say you have a GameStop and you have like a like it's in a shop, and they have like an extra space next to them. If they like, I think uh, the Howie's in uh, uh, over by Knotts. It's gone. Oh, the Howie's is gone? Well, Rest there's like peace. a comic shop there. Yeah. That's gone too? <clears throat> the one that was right next to Howie's is gone. 
Okay, well, how I, they had it, the I was comic thinking, shop. I don't know. Actually, I remember maybe they not. had like part comic, part yeah. like play. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and well, th- there was that too. But oh. um, I was thinking of just oh, like the, the play comic area. Shop is gone. You're right. There was like a play area and there was like a yeah. shop area. But like for a game thing, I could see that being like okay, the, the open area is for um, I don't know, like Friday night fight nights, like have fighting game community yeah. come here, do your fighting game, like. Esports, like you said, is getting big. Partner with GameStop should partner with a lot of these and do like local tournaments and get those people like, okay, we want people to mingle here. We want it to be synonymous with this like Overwatch or yeah. with League or with Street Fighter or with whatever. Like get that because esports is taking off in many different ways. Like Rocket League, everyone plays Rocket League. So mm-hmm. you could have like a kids league. Pokemon does it all the time. They do like 12 and under and then over 12. And they have their tournaments and mm-hmm. local matchups, and like partner with a, a few of these and build off of that and get more and more and more. I think that could be cool. Yeah, yeah, but like the thing is, I just I feel like it gets too niche, and I don't know if it's because we are in a in a in a very like crowded area. Like something niche like that will attract or should attract like a nice crowd that'll sustain the area. But like that comic book shop, there's one a comic book shop that was on. Um, and in Fullerton, where near where I live, um, two of them are gone. Mm. Like they, they, you know, they were just like we don't have enough business that comes in here. Yeah, they have their own issues. I yeah, think. Oh, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, if you want to go to the comic shop, a comic thing. I've been listening to several like comics uh, sellers and owners of shops, and the thing is, like, if you want to get like a variant issue you need to order 50 copies of a certain thing and if the demand isn't there for that then yeah you're, you're not going to get in and you can't if you can't sell it you're stuck with these you're going to be stuck with 45 of them because yeah. only five souls so yeah. there's a lot of problems and, and challenges with comic shops that are unique to them that i don't think like video games might have but right. video games have their own challenges like you say yeah so i i just think that i think the best chance would be like a mom and pop shop that has events to, to bring people in and they have to expand to not just video games to kind of like allow a variety of people that like usually have the same mindset. You know, like people that love board games, people that love comic books, people that love video games. Mm-hmm. It's just like just a, a, just a wide variety of things that oh. allow it. Well, there's a shop. You mentioned it and you didn't like the layout is I don't think they're selling games as much as they could lost levels. So now they do like a pay to play kind of like scenario it's like an arcade yeah yeah pretty much because i feel like they're not making money selling games they got a ton like every time i follow their social media they keep like oh we just got these rare Uh things and and that's like a niche thing Mm -hmm. but yeah i think what brings keeps the door rolling is hey i'm drunk in this downtown area let me play some arcade games definitely vice versa i think that's a good thing like it's making it synonymous um cool yeah I think a couple of different unique. I feel like Vargas, yours is more broad. Like just go bring everyone in from all different things. I would I'm I would say mine is gonna be I'm putting all my bets on being associated with esports. Okay. Because I love like right now my the main reason I'm still sort of any I have any association with GameStop is Game Informer magazine. I really <laughs> enjoy what what they write, and I I still love like gaming magazines i grew up with them i miss them like what how many different ones there were um i used so. to have like the first issue of game informer so gamestop used to be funko i don't know if you guys know the history it used to be based off of minnesota and they were they were a very niche like game shop and they just fucking blew up and they were like why don't you 
buy some game game informer issues. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I got the first <laughs> couple Damn. issues, which I don't know where they're at. Right? <laughs> I had to clean out a lot of my old stuff, and a lot of it was old, like Electronic Gaming Monthly, Did you Nintendo know? Power. I tossed a lot of them. You need to demo discs. I, I have those. I have the demo discs. And play them and stream them. Battlefield 1942, <laughs> Jedi Outcast, um, Na- not Knack. Um, there's another game that was with a K. I forget. But yeah, I have the. De- but like, I looked at them, and it was when I was throwing them away, it was so trippy being like, World of Warcraft 3? Or no, World, War, Warcraft 3, Reign of Chaos. What the fuck is this? And then, of like, many years later, World of Warcraft, MMO, is this going to pan out for Blizzard? And then, like, I had my wizard magazines, Game and it's like we're casting Spider Man by Sam Raimi. Who's who do we think should be in it? I was like, Wizard Man. was so good, like Daredevil versus Batman. Who would win? You're just like, oh, all of those were so good. And then the electronic gaming. One of my the most inspirational articles I read wasn't even like the best. I still have it. This is one of the issues I kept was about land parties and this one the, the uh, artist. The author's experience going to a local LAN party, making a few friends, playing the games, and then leaving for the weekend. I was like, I want to do a LAN party. I want to be in it. <laughs> anyway, magazines associated with the game shop, that was a big push for me. So associating something with the game shop that's already cool could be... Comic books? No, but... So you essentially, you would want like the uh, the store to have kind of like competition or like Yeah, colleges are doing it. Like I know like UCI and a few other UCs that are like uh, Long Beach do competitive nights where it's like fight bring local fighting games get your your sticks and just play you know whatever the fighting game mm-hmm. of the month is or whatever and they do it every tuesday night yeah i'm like get that like mm-hmm. bring those kids into your game store put money in it yeah so there next who's um who's next next topic you want to do you or me Jay? Oh, I want to do both of you. Oh, Ooh, yeah. So 69. <laughs> pound to Weekly D. <laughs> that should be down. like year three. Pound, the Weekly D. Just like a big old like with a with like a lips. Triple three. It should be like the red lipstick. <laughs> oh, in the shape of a D. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> On the D. <laughs> oh. All right. You so who is it? Sure. Um, <laughs> so Bill Mayer? Mayor. Mayor. He, uh, I probably. I didn't see his first initial rant, but. Yeah, the first one? Yeah, this is his. He doubled down on his rant. So he basically went on his show and he trashed. (laughs) I gotta wait. I gotta rewind it. So (laughs) there was was a segment back in the day where Bill Mayer and Kevin Smith was on. And Bill Mayer said something to Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith's a very friendly dude. Kevin Smith had this, he just turned gangster. Like, he had this look, man, I want to fucking slap you, dude. <laughs> he said something about making fun of nerd culture. This is way back in the day. So an old old one. Yeah. Okay so, okay. okay. so now back to the rant. Um, he doubled down saying that comic books are not literature or they're not considered high literature. And he trashed adults that liked nerdy, geeky stuff that are supposed to be for kids. Yeah, like so, action figures or comic game, books. Game, video games, comic Podcasts. books. But he was he was mainly trashing comic books. But what's your thought on uh, his rant? You want to go? Adult stuff. <clears throat> I think he's being very narrow-minded. Um, obviously, like, there are... I would say that there are people that take it too far and, and they're trying to, like, never grow and never 
expand on things like they want you know the way it is but i mean people people live through life and they, they try to find enjoyment through it you know and some people find enjoyment by collecting something something that obviously they grew up with it's like something they're like this is something that i've always enjoyed i don't want to lose this you know let me collect my comic books even though you know i have a full-time job i've got a kid like this is something i want to do um same thing with action figures. I I, do, I personally don't collect things just because I don't do a good job of like displaying it or storing it. I tend to just like kind of pile it up somewhere and it's just like I, I'm not going to do anything with it. So I don't generally try to buy anything that uh, requires collecting because I'm not going to do anything with it. Um, the only thing I guess I do technically collect are books. Like I do buy books. I've got a bookshelf um, and that's about it. And obviously like it, they're not they're not like the high end books that like, you know, have like deep meaning to it. It's just like, you know, ready player one, something like that. Like it's, it has to do with the geek culture that I, um, that I enjoy. But I, I think just saying something like that where adults shouldn't do this, it's, it's indulgence. And I think it's fine. I think it's, I think it's narrow minded to say that, you know, you, you've got to grow up and, and, and lose this because you become bored, you become monotonous and it's, you know, not a way to live. I think he's got an audience and he, he his show has there's an expectation out of his show to say controversial things to in a controversial way and I think he's just pandering to that in a lot of ways. He's like, This is what I do. I'm I say hot takes and I piss people off. Like you said, the Kevin Smith thing and I'm like I see, like you see that on sort of shit on Twitter a lot, or on social media, or just on the internet and anywhere in general. And I'll, I think the worst thing to do that is to give it attention. And like all you, all that is, is like it just needs fuel to keep the fire stoked. I'm like, okay, I'm just moving on with my life. You're wasting my time. Because I feel like, like you said, it's just to to cut out like saying so many people like you're. you're if you want to say it that bluntly and that broadly, that you're generalizing such a large group of people that it doesn't capture, I think, the majority of them. I think you have some extremes that are vocal that might be like, okay, you, you are ad not adulting in the right ways. Like, you're missing out on your responsibilities, your sacrifice. Like, I understand that, but you don't have to sacrifice the things you enjoy mm -hmm. and you love or you're passionate about in order to do those things. You can do both. There are plenty of people in the world that, make that, that can do many different things and have time for their hobbies or their passions or their whatever. Um, so yeah, I think it's really dumb and just I don't like his show. Like I I I, I used to it really like he had a movie called Religulous. Mm. And I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was very informative, and I thought he was coming across very calm and thoughtful in that. And he 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 came across with the intent of saying, "Hey, there's multiple perspectives to anything." Yeah. And this t this rant, like I watched the full thing. I've seen this show that he does, and he's very much just like, I have an opinion, fuck you for your opinion. And I'm just like, all right, whatever, bye. Not interested. <laughs> Thank you, next. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. Uh, what do you think? Like, he next? wants to get a rise. I don't like people who, like you said, like, put absolutes, like, all this, all this, like, put them, putting, you know, just judging a whole group, all, like, generalizations. Um, Devil's advocate, I I do believe that there are some people that can't control their 
passions. I guess yeah. it, could, it could go for with sports or yeah, whatever it whatever. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever they're like. So I do see his his take on it. Um, yeah, I I don't know, dude. Like he needs to read like because people were responding Watchmen in like <laughs> the fact that he's said as much as he has. I feel like he's just shut his brain off to a whole like sect of things. Well. Again, his sh- his show I think is is based off of controversy. Like he he says something in absolute and extreme, uh, and I I've done that before, you know. I, and at least for me, it's a joking manner. Like I'll talk to a friend, and they're like, you know, someone can't do this. I'm like, no, no one can do. Or like, you know, like I just I just I make an extreme statement yeah. jokingly, and obviously that's not fact. Like there are people that can do something, or there you know there is a majority of people that can do something. Um, and I, that's something that he does. He does those absolutes to get a spark out of people, you know? Um, I do have to say, though, that I don't think that this is coming something from him that he believes. He does think that this is something just because he's doubling down. Like, it, this has been done before. So I don't, yeah. So I don't think this is something that, like, someone wrote for him or was like, here, say this, you know, and he's like, and he's like saying it. I think this is just something that he, he does think, but I think he's making it extreme just to cause a scene that, you know, causes more people to look at his show, be like, this guy's an idiot. Cause with the show, as long as you obviously don't go over like a certain line, it's going to be good publicity for you. So he's yeah. getting, we're talking about it. It's going to be good for him. And I, I'm okay with that. Like, I understand what he's coming from. Like, I know that he's just doing it for for the likes and he doesn't, but like, my opinion is like, that's a closed minded opinion. I think very it, narrow-minded opinion. I'm trying to think of other things that could, you know, possibly be a reason or thing. And two things come to mind. One is, I think it's a generational thing maybe because it's like, okay, when he grew up, he was like, these sorts of things weren't blown up or sensationalized the way the media, yeah, and the way the way just people like I'm not just saying the media, just everyone elevates everything to be like the most grandiose thing, more so than what it used to be. Because like in probably in their time, it was like okay, Jaws, Terminator, all these things, they were big deals, but it wasn't like okay, this is what people live and die by. Yeah, like the idea of waiting in line for movies was a rare and few apart thing. Now it's like for a while, I mean, before streaming, there was like every movie people were waiting in line, every movie people are wearing cosplay, everything. Like all these fictional, and he, I think if if I were to dissect maybe what he, any good out of what he was trying to say is that there's a reality, and we're we're so distracted by these fictions that we're not paying attention to realities. Uh, Ernest Klein's Ready Player One highlights a little bit of that, with like he, there's a there's a dystopian world, and it's just we're just People putting goggles on and ignoring it. ignoring it. And I think he said he was. Maybe not archety- like again his the way his filter is is that's how he says it but like trying to find some a message in what he was saying would be that in my opinion yeah I I would say like back then obviously like you you it wasn't a thing that you would be like I I read comic books you don't want to say that you're someone's gonna be like you're a child you it's know like you're, a punk thing you're not growing like a, up yeah you know? it's a delinquent thing. exactly. Mm-hmm. But now I think it, this is all has to do with social media. Like you, someone posts up a thing you like, everyone likes it, and you're like, hey, this guy likes what I like. Let's talk about it. And now people are less and less afraid to speak of what they they like. You know, like there's adult cartoons now, you know, there's or adults that are catered or adults, cartoons that are catered to adults. Yeah. And I've watched those, you know, there's like Rick and Morty. There's uh, uh, South Park. South Park, which was like an you know, older one, but yeah, but um, yeah, I was just trying to come up with the new ones. There's uh, Aqua Team, the, Adult Swim, yeah, pretty much. 
And so there's just all these things. But like, I, I think social media makes it more acceptable so people can talk about it. And, you know, there's just there are extremes. There's people that talk about extreme. There's like accounts that are, they only show I, these things. And it seems very extreme. I think it was the Marvel Cinematic movies that actually, hey, it's OK to like comic books. Because before then, dude, it was nerdy to like comic books. It was like, I don't know. That's just my take on it. Like, I, I, I feel like Marvel Cinematic movies, like once people start seeing them and. I do agree. Good. It was more. It was more niche to like comic books. Now it's like more mainstream and like anyone. Or the Dark Knight, the Batman. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. It just uh, became more of a, a regular thing, not just like a rare spike in this mm-hmm. in this graph of, of movies of a genre sub genre. Yeah. But um, the other thing I was gonna say is that, like, again, with how everyone, just as a whole, uh, we've seen on in waves of movements of like supporters or. Or not and not support. What's the word? Anti supporters, <laughs> anti vaxxers. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to get into this. Um, supporters and people that know, just don't people support. that don't support. I, I'm at a loss for the word. Anyway, but like it's like us versus them sort of thing. It's like so he's like everyone that agrees with me rally against that mm. idea or those fans of this, and it's right. like silo, silo, silo. There's no like. Hey, you're cool. Fine, I'm doing my thing. You do your thing. Like I don't. I get more and more of a sense of that way of thinking yeah. on on various things, and maybe it's because of the tension we're living in and how like how things are right now with in all states of mind. But um, try to ignore some like that bad vibes. I feel like it's just bad vibes. Yeah. Do you feel like he'll do another rant at some point? He'll triple down. I don't know. He should have Kevin Smith come on and they should debate about it. I think that would be kind of cool. It would be cool for ratings. The thing is, when I think you Kevin would debate, punch him. The thing is, I feel like having heard him debate, he doesn't, he goes like for like the cheap shots. Mm. And it's it, it's and like, it true. tries to get a rise out of the other person. <laughs> yeah, and then, so true. then they just say something like, you know what? Fuck you. And then he's like, see, people. He's an idiot. Kevin he Smith wanted to slap him. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to hear him debate yeah. unless like someone's keeping them both in line. I want to he- see mm. like, uh, I don't know who, but someone like that would just fucking be like, you, okay, now shut the fuck up. Now your turn. Go. Like a Joe Rogan or I don't know, someone else. Okay. Or a Phil DeFranco maybe even. Like he, he comes across very like, okay, let's tell it like, let's see all perspectives. That could be interesting. <laughs> uh, but I don't think Bill Mayer would We'll debate him. Huh? We'll have him on the podcast. We'll have a master debater. Ooh. Episode, episode <laughs> the, weekly, the weekly D. <laughs> you wanted guests. Um, oh, my gosh. Cool. Next topic? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So this will kind of bleed into what uh, my free time was this week. But Bad. I saw two movies this week, this weekend. I saw Black Klansman. I know. Mm. No. I, that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Get me excited. Um, I saw Black Klansman by Spike Lee, and I mm. saw a, um, Sorry to Bother You by Boots Riley. Oh, oh nice. Two that I've wanted to see and I haven't seen. They're both at Redbox. Um, and I believe Something to Bother You is on Hulu. I didn't realize that until after we read, we read books. Anyway, so we saw these movies, and they both had a messages. But it just got me thinking of like Paul Bettany. <laughs> They sell out. It's probably the same message. No. Well, they were. They, they both had very distinct messages that were different. I, uh, Black Klansman was set in the 1970s, I believe, and it follows a black cop 
um, who goes undercover uh, and go, pretends to be someone, a white person trying to join the KKK in the film. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Adam Driver, who's a white man, uh, it portrays a cop who plays the, the, the real person who goes in the and he's like, yeah, he's the physical character of which these two people are portraying in the movie. And the trailer, uh, I'll get into this later, but like it has a more serious tone than I originally thought. Um, so anyway, the, there was a message of like that stuff being what it was in the 70s and correlating it to how that's still prevalent to, in today's culture with a lot of recent events that have happened, you know, in different parts of America. Um, but, okay, so that was that message. And then Sorry to Bother You blew my mind. Like, I went into it thinking it's going to be a weird artsy thing, and then I came out of it like, fuck. Like, it looks that's, like, a, like a satire. Like, it, oh. it, was, it was a satire of, like, uh, income class and corporate culture and how that can shape and... and change you for better or for worse are you quitting your job is that what you're telling me no, no. <laughs> i'm a corporate slave you know that <laughs> monkey yes. um, um and then there was a lot of message of, about like where you know income class is and where racial classes are and where different cultures get blended or meshed or, or people get stripped of their cultures mm -hmm. as a means of survival and just capitalism in america and i was like Holy fuck! That it was a lot to process, and at the time of the movie, I was like, I get like maybe one or I get that it's trying to tell me something like here and there, and there was one thing I grabbed, but there was like five other things. I'm like, I'm gonna have to watch a YouTube to like explain. And we, Katie and I, watched it, and we watched this YouTube after that kind of dissected a lot of the symbolisms. And in you're the movie. like, uh, I was like, uh, they really like said uh, even more. It was like near Automata, where uh, it was yeah. like, there's more to it than like you can like than what you see. Yeah, it requires maybe multiple views. Yeah, but really well done and it was a first time director and it it really shook me in like how I was viewing certain things in the way things work and I wanted to going back to my prompt um, I wanted to talk about like or discuss what do you guys think is like the power of fiction to you in like various things in like books and games and movies like what is uh, an instance in which like it's really impacted you and like shook how you think see things maybe <sighs> Even um, it could be, it doesn't have to be like in the how everything works, but just like something you believed in, uh, or you like saw a certain way, and then you saw a movie or read a book or something, and you're like, whoa, like that. Oh. So, I, <laughs> reading reading your topic, I took it completely different. Um, that's why I gave examples. I thought I was I like, know. it could be broad. I'm like, I'm gonna give examples because that's where I'm gonna go. Um, and and now that I have to think back on something that shook me, it, it's tough because you you watch. I know for sure it, w it would be a movie that that would have been like holy crap! Like you get out of this movie and you just you you know watch people that have like you feel would go through this experience. You're like that guy's not the same, man. He's just not the same. Um, I just I can't think of what movie would okay, have we'll come back would have you know shook me like that. I feel like just reading you got some reading books or watching works of fiction. You feel like empathy, like especially when bad stuff happens to like characters you like. Or characters that don't deserve it. But I mentioned this before. There's one piece of fiction that actually ch changed my viewpoint in life. Um, the Wire. I was dead set against you should never snitch. I've mentioned this in the podcast mm -hmm. before. There's an episode in The Wire that happens to Omar, one of the characters. And he decides, you know what? He's going to snitch. And the shit that happens to him 
I looked at it and I was like, damn, if I was in this position and my enemy did that to me, I would do any means possible to destroy him. Like, and so he was okay. Like, cause street code, you don't, you never snitch. He was like, damn, this guy did me wrong so bad. I'm going to fucking kill his goons and I'm going to snitch on you. That changed my perspective on snitching. Snitches get stitches. So yeah, <laughs> the wire changed my, like I, it's okay. If you get wrong real bad, dude, you would do anything. I think there's a, like a point. Yeah. I think one for me that I can think of, and it's, it's not, if, if you were to look at this piece of fiction, it, it is nothing big. Like I don't think many people got something out of it. But to me, it had such a lasting impression for the weirdest reason the movie yes man with jim carrey zoe deschanel and several others um essentially he goes to this thing he's always been like i don't want to do this i'm going to stay at home i don't want to do that i want to go out with friends he has friends but they're like dude come out he's nothing he just doesn't want to do anything he's like a hermit and he goes he gets you know convinced to go to this seminar of like it's like say yes and he's like fuck this whatever and this guy like bestows upon him he's like okay you have to say yes and he has to say yes stuff. so now he's like he sees a an ad for learning a lesson he's like all right i'll take it he sees this he's like all right i'll go to this and he just starts saying yes to so many things in a positive way like he has like some mishaps and that leads to the the humor of the film where he gets into like some weird situations or funny situations but by and large i feel like it enriched his life to be more open to different activities experiences opportunities and like, it just seemed like such a positive thing. And I was like, you know what? Like, I was, I'm not saying I was a hermit and said no to so many things, but I was automatically like, I'm never, I never want to do this. Or I never want to do that. And I was like, you know what? Why not? I'll give fucking uh, Pilates a try. Or why not? I'll give a 5K a try. Or why not? I'll take a trampoline. Like, some weird class of, like, eight, like so many things. And there was a, bi- a big chunk of, like, the immediate after when I was, like, I think out of college and on my own for a bit uh, before uh, Katie and I met. And still to this day, we, we will have bursts of like, okay, hey, we haven't done some stuff in a while. Let's, go, let's get out there and try some. But I like was like, you know what? I want to try this. I want to try that. And I feel like it's been a positive shift in like just being actively thinking in that way. And I, and I, I don't know. that it, I always think back to that movie. The movie is based on a book. I, that's what I thought. Because I, I think it's based off a book where a guy decides oh, really? to do it. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. Oh. So. <laughs> I should read that book. So th- these are things. Like, it's. We're I have the game. same. No, I have the same thing. It Literally, it's yes, man. Um, it, I've, I'm the same thing. Like, I don't ever go out. I don't ever do anything. There wasn't a moment in my life where, like, I, I'm pretty sure it was after I watched this movie where I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to say yes to certain opportunities to see where it leads me. Um, and it ultimately led me to a drug fueled party I, I didn't do drugs but like whoa we need I, the wall so Daniel. I've, I've always been <laughs> i've always been like um oblivious to drugs like I, like my whole life through high school i didn't even know about marijuana like everything and i go to this party and like people are like doing lines of cocaine i'm like where the fuck am i right now and i was like this is this is because i said yes to these certain things to get to this event and uh, it stopped after that. <laughs> I didn't say yes to certain things anymore. <laughs> no man. <laughs> no man. Da, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> um, that. So that's that's one of them. I, okay. I, I felt like inspired, and I was like, yes. 
I had gone to a party. Um, I, someone asked me to dance. I said yes. Oh, cool. The the DJ was like, "Hey, dude, you're really a lively spirit." He's like, "Can I invite you to places I go to so you can promote me?" I'm like, "Yes." He's like, "He took my he took my number." He, he like hits me up and he's like, hey, there's going to be one, you know, in this location. I don't want to mention the location. I'm like, yes. I'm like, uh, how do I get there? He's like, there's a party bus. Yes. And that's where everything started. And I'm like, uh, the coke. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Coke on there, the Coke, the destination. Okay. I'm like, uh, no, never again. <laughs> so it was I was like, this is what happens, I guess. When you say yes too many times, <laughs> there is a limit. <laughs> there is a limit. Um, so that that's and I, I remember just watching that movie and being like, I don't ever do anything like I should just say yes to these events. And even then, after that, there's been opportunities where I say yes. And in the middle of like, you know, going on this insane hike, I'm like, why the F did I say yes to this? And so I'm you like, could learn dying <laughs> that that wasn't for you. <laughs> Almost losing my glasses in the fucking river in the middle of the desert. Said yes to a second podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bad time in my life. (laughs) So, yeah, it's so that did lead to a lot of crazy things. So, there's that. I mean, anime in general, um, it I feel like anime makes me a better person because the protagonists are always like trying to protect someone, trying to do good in the world. And that's something I try to live by. I try to be a good guy. I try to, if someone needs help, you know, if, if I see something going on in the road and someone needs assistance, I will be that guy that stops, helps this person out. Okay. Um, and that's something just watching anime like you, you know, these people do good. They, they try helping everyone out. And that's something I try to do, too. So cool. I think that's something that, you know, through fiction inspires me. And obviously I can't I'm not going to, you know, lift up a building or like fight some bad guy or anything like that that they do because it's fiction. But. But you'll do not all fictions like that stuff. Obviously, no, no. But you'll do the internal monologue anime. But that's I'm, I'm referring to just anime in general. Okay. So. But that's prison ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, another one I want to just give a quick shout out to is The Alchemist. Oh, I need to read that. It's that's a super my two, short. I book. know it's in my to read. Um, that mo- that book. Uh, the thing it did for me was well, I was still trying to get through like majors and stuff, but it kind of made me think. It gave me an okay feeling of not knowing what I wanted to pursue or you know re- go for, uh, aspire to in in life. Because there, I, at that time, I was really stressed out about like, do I want to pursue this? Do I want to pursue that? I need to commit to something and pursue it in like a major or like a degree or a career. And it just kind of set me and recalibrated me. Like you know what, life's a journey. Try some stuff, figure it out, and if you go down a path that doesn't work, change path. Like, And it made me feel like that was okay. And up until that point, I didn't. I feel like between pressures and just what I'd grown expecting, like you, you choose something when you're leaving high school and that's your life. And I feel like that's, I don't, I try to remind myself of that book and the, the messages in that story. And it was a good, it was a really good story. It's super short. I recommend it to everyone. I read it at a really young age. And so I've actually gone back to it two times since. I should go back to it again. Jane gifted a signed copy to me. I haven't read it yet. It'll change. This it'll be next time we go back to this topic. Like many topics we go back to, you can go back to that. Perfect. Um, but another thing I wanted to bring up, and this is regarding fiction, is in Black Klansman, I was reading more about it and about you know different takes on it. And mm-hmm. Boots Riley, actually, funny enough, because I saw those two movies of these Spike Lee and Boots Riley directing both or one of each, 
And uh, Boots had some criticism of black Klansmen. And he's like, you know what? These are false events. This mm. this movie is portrayed as a true adaptation. It, it, these are historical things that happen. Mm -hmm. But many of the key points in the film are not accurate to what is you know historically there and to some of the people that he's met. And he's like, the like in the movie, Adam Driver is Jewish. In real life, the white cop was not Jewish. And that mm. plays a, a role in like, the message that they're pushing for this story. Yeah. And several other things where it's like the main character is a cop and he's a good guy trying to help the, the other um, African-Americans in, in, his, in his community in mm -hmm. Colorado Springs. But he actually also had a, a, a this is, I'm citing Boots Riley. He was also undercover going into Black Panther meetings and going into like those sorts of things. And, while he was non-disruptive in historical like records of him in the in the KKK, he was, you know, in, responsible for being disruptive and kind of uh, what's the word? Um, dis not disruptive. I said disruptive, um, <laughs> causing issues to make it, making it harder for uh, you know community gatherings of, of yeah. He was well with the with the the KKK stuff he was just watching and like observing and all this stuff and, and learning and just um, taking it was it yeah. took a course over a longer period of time yeah. rather than just like okay I got to get in there I got to stop something where with what he had what it, at least the, the sighting was of when he was doing the infiltration of the the black panthers he was disrupting like any gatherings or any community things that they were trying to push mm -hmm. and it was it was like are you doing more help or harm and so what I want to get to with the fiction is there's a lot of true stories that aren't accurate and that aren't good messages, but they get turned into fiction to tell a good message. Mm -hmm. And does that ever impact how you feel about the that work? Like, like another example I'll give is the um, the two examples, both involving Tom Hanks. There's the Captain Phillips. Mm -hmm. The real Captain Phillips did not save the ship. In fact, he got the ship in peril in the first mm -hmm. place. And the second one was about Walt did the that movie where it was like Mary Poppins being convinced by Walt Disney to like give him the rights to her book. Yeah. And in real life he they really screwed her and her family out mm -hmm. of a lot of things and there's a lot of like bad stuff. I was like, man, like they make it seem like it's such like a hunky dory, like all things ended happy. I'm like, fuck, man, it didn't in real life. But the movie has a good message, so does that make it okay? Yeah, that's tough, dude, because it, it like with at least with those two examples, they wrong someone. And they wrong someone to the point where like they're they will never have the same lifestyle they could have had had you know everything gone the way that at least the movie says it would have gone. Um, it, I, it's hard to say. I don't know. <laughs> just your general thoughts, like what would be an issue? What like with with those two examples? I I just want to say like I don't think that's a good thing. I don't want those things to be like that. You know, but like even if it if the message like I think try to think of like okay maybe the message is like a okay message, but what if it's something that super not super greatly impacts the lives of many and inspires them to do good at that point you know what what is the at what cost is that okay or yeah. is it not okay like i think of that like the weighing of like what message could be that valuable to well i could say that yes if if obviously it, it impacts a ton of people i can be okay with it you would but in reality you know there's people making money off this movie yeah. You know, obviously, all these ideas. I'm not saying it is okay. I'm just saying, would you think it was? <laughs> it's it's still tough to say. Like, it has to be a very specific reason. Okay. I can't like. 
just say yes in general or whatever. Um, but the thing is, I think a lot of fiction is based in truth. Like there's, you know, there's obviously something that they, they base it off of, like uh, a certain point in time or, or certain things of events and it's exaggerated or someone just likes someone saw a Kung Fu movie and they like those fighting scenes. So they make a whole anime called Dragon Ball Z around it. You know, like it's, it's, I don't get what, what truths that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just, I just think like certain fiction um, is based on, on uh, a very small fraction of truth that, that happened in the world and it's, it, it's exaggerated. And so it's exaggerated to a point where it makes a nice um, message. But to the world. what I'm saying is, it, okay, based on a truth is one thing, but if it's, Taking a truth and, and, and twisting and it, twisting it, mm-hmm. like it's saying this said one thing, but we're saying it's saying something else, right. and trying to portray this. And now people, anytime they see this or whatever this is, I'm just using an abstract. They think of the message that is shared versus what it really was. Yeah, I don't know. Like it just made me think of like, is that a, like <laughs> what? Well, how do I process this? I yeah. don't know. Like. Like I thought the message of the film was interesting, but like when I was brought to the attention of the truth of the of some of the the facts, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this now. What is what is my new message of like, I don't know. Part of me became like, okay, what do I think of like uh, police and authority, you know, in society and of that time and present because they played an integral part in the events of that movie at that time, and then compared to how they're portrayed in the present present day with with like events that have happened with riots and with um, how they push certain people. And, like, the message changed for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it became a different positive message in some ways, or informative message, I should say. And I'm like, truth can hurt, and it can be harsh, but, like, is it worth changing? Like, at what cost to, to give another, I don't know. Right. What do you have Gen- to say, <laughs> It's not okay, I think. Um, but I feel like those movies are, like, based on actual events, they're never... They're never correct. They're never telling the truth. They're always they're Hollywoodized. Yeah. If that's the thing is like so, I'm saying is like events like that. If if it has an exaggeration, I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. But if it has a twist to where like you know they did they they bullied this person into giving rights, but the movie portrays like you know I'll do anything you can just give me these rights and like the lady's like yeah sure and then you know everyone's happy, everyone's rich. Uh, but that's not the case, you know. Like that's that's where I I feel like he's trying to you know kind of tell I don't me know. when I hear based on actual events, it should be a hundred percent accurate, and it shouldn't be embellished or like. What I, do you think of stuff like uh, the like? Uh, okay, I'll give an example. Um, Netflix had that uh, American. Fuck, what was it called? American History something, where it was like the O.J. Simpson trials, mm-hmm. and it was with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. portraying O.J. Simpson. Okay, it was. I thought, like, I went in, I'm like, okay, I don't know how fiction, like, hyper like, sensationalized they're going to make this. They drum- dramatize a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of times you'll see romances made when there weren't any real yeah. romances. Darden and Marsha Clark, I don't think that happened. <laughs> I don't think that happened. But. <laughs> but, like, there were things about, like, how it's portraying the impact it had on society at the time. That I'm like, I wonder how much, like, I started asking my folks. It got me to ask about what really did happen. Mm. And I think that there is some good there where it's like, I know you and you were saying, I, and I agree. I know that that this is fictionalized in a lot of ways, and it takes a lot of liberties. But if it gets you curious, is that a positive effect? I guess. But how are you going to know the truth? That's the thing. It'll get me curious to know the truth, but 
But then, like, it's on, yeah. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't like. I just want to feel satisfied, like I'm eating vegan shit. I think it's. I think. <laughs> I think in a, an exaggerated, based on uh, you know, uh, true story or whatever. I think that's fine for me. But if it's a twist, the way you're referring yeah, you said, to, yeah. I don't. That that's not good. And I think the movie would have to kind of really push the idea that this is. Please understand, this is fiction, but based on a you know okay. on truth. So, right. so like, I think that's something that I'd be okay with. But like the fact that it's just like based on a true story you feel like okay so like the idea that like not everything that happened in the movie happened or, or like to that extent or but like this person was nice this person did give a person this money yeah, yeah. that's kind of like small things that you take thinking like this is truth when in reality that's value. still yeah exactly so there's just certain things that are twisted like that where you think oh that was so cool you know and like it has that message of like okay. always say yes always do this <laughs> and then but you get cocaine exactly. like, <laughs> yeah i mean Damn, I don't want to get political, but you saw Vice, and do you honestly? I mean, he no, he was a bad dude, but he wasn't like <laughs> Satan bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, maybe he was. <laughs> Another <laughs> topic, <laughs> but I mean, like, you can't look at that movie and be like, okay, he's actually everything that in there yeah, is it's true. true. Uh, yeah, I, like it, it takes liberties, and it probably left out details that you know who knows what they are, but. I think it, it shed light on or it brought a spotlight to something or someone that maybe not everyone paid attention to. Like you see these historical retellings of like World War II, of a story of a band of, of troops or uh, an incident or something. And it's like it might be fictionalized, but it puts a highlight on it. and It, it draws attention to it. And I think there is merit in some of those cases where – yeah, it might be, have been fictionalized, but now I people are looking at it and they want to know more about it. They want to know what are those you know individuals doing now? What impact is is in that location now? How is that community or what you know what is the impact of that movement or whatever the the story or the the thing is? I think there is some merit to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's it's I'm processing still a lot of it. <laughs> like I came into this, I'm like, man, I, I don't know how to like wrap this up as a as a topic, but yeah. I wanted to bring the idea of it up. I have a final thought. That just and mm -hmm. and I'm like, what if? Just I want to ask you guys just quick bullet points, like first thing that comes to your head. Oh wow! If speed if, round. If well, just take a minute to think about, it, but like try to give me a, a response. If we took fiction out of, there was no fiction for one year. No. What like what do you see like happen? In society, like I mean, a if, year without like, fiction. Like Thanos snapped yeah. it. I feel like nonfiction is pretty interesting too. Sometimes nonfiction is as interesting as or stranger than real fiction. Stranger things, yeah. <laughs> like memoirs, like really weird, dude. But like, I mean, like the impacts, like in a lot, like oh yeah, it not would, just like okay. I I don't want to say this. I'm just saying. I'm not thinking of just books. I'm not thinking. I'm just thinking of everything. Like oh, someone's telling no us video games. Someone's telling you a story, and it, everything is just truth, or just fig or yeah, not people would double down on social media, but it would be truth. Things, <laughs> well, perspectives and opinions. Yeah. I think obviously it'd be a it'd be a huge thing. Like no one, essentially, no one can tell a lie. You know, they can't stretch the truth. Well, I'm thinking more of like I, I'm not gonna <laughs> like when I think of no fiction, I think of yeah, I think of what you're saying of yeah. deceit. Mm -hmm. I think of. Um, 
stories like the amount of attention we don't spend when we're spending whatever other thing we're doing and how much less how much more of that attention is going to be given elsewhere whatever that may be and like what that would then impact like people are now focused on what like Obviously, like, like, what do people do in their free time and like all that stuff? I'm thinking of like the date. So these small porn hubs. I think <laughs> so. I, I, one of the yes. fucking that's Rips. the right answer. Been working out. No fiction. No fiction. Plan. No fiction, bro. <laughs> I think at at the small scale, at like individual scale, I think there'll be less small talk because people will try to avoid having to say something that that's happened, that's truth, and they you know like because. There's always a, like something going on where you're talking to someone and you're even like, I really like you. That's something that you don't generally just say oh, to small someone. talk. I no, I know, but like <laughs> pickup lines. It's just I, like you're you're talking and someone's like, Hey, have you ever gone to this? He's like, and you you're gonna be truthful. You're gonna be like, No, I don't like that place. And, and then someone's be like, Why? And then you're gonna explain. It's just there's the thing is we never try to say something negative or something that that doesn't that displeases us I so okay. you know you're gonna you're gonna try avoid that you're like i don't, I don't want to talk about it you know because you okay. don't want to say something i don't something think it'll bad. end small time. i think it'll change the conversation mm-hmm. like if you, instead of just like small lies here and there yeah. you would just change the subject to a, did you see that game i thought it was an interesting game they scored mm-hmm. this and this happened and that happened and it's just like retelling of this and it's like what do you think what are your thoughts on that and people are going to be i think Conversation is going to become more. Have you seen Lobster? PC? I don't want to see that movie. I've heard things about that movie. That so the, scare me. the idea is like you have to be with someone, and by if, the time you leave, and well, no. So the fact right? you you have to be with someone, and if oh. you're not, they put you in a in a prison mm-hmm. with other single people, <laughs> and you have to you have like forty five days to meet someone, and after you've met someone, you have to like stay there another forty five days with the person to pr- prove that it's true or not. But like when this guy talks to to people it's very like yeah man you know game was cool i guess and like it's very boring nothing amazing because everyone's afraid like if they say something wrong it'll cause like negativity it's like i don't want to you know i don't want to be your friend i don't want to be with you mm. and it's like oh no 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 like because then you die you get yeah i don't know like i going back to the the fiction of like the the hobbies and stuff i don't like games are going to just be simulations it'll be like <laughs> farm simulator job simulator there's actually a new game called Build a PC Simulator. Jeez. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more, t- le- a lot less TV channels. I think that would happen. I think live stuff would be huge. Streaming. Because only because when you're when you're when you're like a, a, a not a, not a newscaster but like the the announcers for a game, they're saying exactly what's happening and they see it with like a a very excited extreme voice. So that's 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 it's that's, true. that's it's true. It's truth. So someone, if you're talking to someone, you don't want to do small talk because someone's going to say something negative because they don't like something. They're gonna they're gonna go to that where someone's like, yeah, he's running the ball to the end of the game and stuff like that. Okay. So they're gonna be like, that's what I want to watch because yeah. that guy's being very excited. I and then anything live because you're you're narrating what's happening on the screen and you don't have you don't have to worry about saying something mm. that's fictitious and because you can't. And it's just, I think that's something that's going to, like, be more yeah. viewed. I can see that. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Fiction, man. That's powerful stuff. <laughs> that's just, uh, 
I, I wish I would have understood the topic and I could have like done a little research. Should have with... texted me and be like, what do you mean? Bro? Oh. I know. I, well, because I, I, I thought I understood what you said. And then when you said it, it was like, that's not what I took from that. So now I got to change what I thought. Fiction, bro. <laughs> Hit or miss. I bet they never miss, huh? <laughs> Best you never kiss, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. That's our topics. Let's right. go into what have you guys been up to this week? Nothing truly amazing. Uh, been playing World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah? Okay. And I finally got a mount that can walk on water. Jesus. Even though Jeez. there's mounts that can fly. <laughs> walk on water, bro. My goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's cool because, like, when you're leveling another character, uh, there's only a, there's a certain point where you can start flying. Um, so anything under that, I can use that mount to just run around everything. I don't have to worry about water. Okay. Normally, like the mounts go and they're swimming, and it takes like ten more hours to get through an area. Um, so that was cool. Uh, I played a little bit of Destiny over the weekend, and I got the Whisper, which is the the, the, the sniper enemies for the Walking heavy Dead. Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> so Whisper. I didn't know why it did so much damage, and I didn't know that the ability is like it does if you do precision damage it's amplified essentially oh, the damage yeah. is amplified so and I was then like, if you land a precision on the last shot you have a chance of refilling your your whole thing from nothing oh wow okay it's not even taking from reserves yeah. it's like making up ammo so this gun I, is fucking so that's why i didn't know like i thought you were just insanely high light level which is why you were doing so much I damage am, but the weapon extends that fiction. like if you do a, a you know a, a precision hit or like Beef a critical hit yeah, it, it, it just beefs it up even more. Beef. It amplifies it even more. Cool. Um, so that's cool. I haven't used it yet. So, um, And then I I watched something. Oh, no. I watched like half of Mortal Engines. Oh, how was it? it so <laughs> Which half? <laughs> um, the first half. Oh. Uh, so I, I, I watched it through a website that like is... You know, it shows like movies that are still in theaters. Uh-oh. Um, so like the movie starts and some guys like walk through the scene, <laughs> you know, like sits down and his head's blocking half the screen. Um, so really shitty quality. And what I did is I I downloaded a, a web browser on my me- media TV box, and I went to the website, you know, searched the movie, hit play, it it's playing it. And I think the web browser will refresh after some time. And so I'm watching it like more than halfway through the movie refreshes. Won't finally load the next part mm. of the movie. And I'm just like, well, I'm done, I guess. <laughs> so I was like extremely disappointed. Okay. And I think it's just because of the media box. I think if you watch it like on your, your computer or on the phone, it'll or work the perfectly theaters. fine. Or in theaters. It did really bad. I didn't want to support it. I don't know. <laughs> Peter Jackson? I was... I was really curious because, like, it's just something I've always I love. How's movie cast? That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> I love like mechanics or like mechanical steampunk. things. Yeah, steampunk. Well, not necessarily steampunk. Just like robotic, mechanical. Okay. Um, and so the fact that these these towns were like on moving platforms I was like, this is so cool. It's bad. Jang, hmm. what have you been up to? <laughs> Avoiding Mr. Chungus, Mr. X, Resident Evil 2. I pre-ordered it because GameStop had the good pre-order. pre-order. Dang, GameStop. <laughs> Killing it. So, uh, <laughs> had the good pre-order. The original's better. 
really? don't know. I just feel like it's scarier. The original is scarier. Well, because it does the door. And also, like, is it scarier because it was the first time you went through it? I've, I, I guess. Because, yeah, that might be it, too, because I do know kind of all the jump scares. But, like, hearing Mr. X coming for you, you hear the music. In, in the original, you don't know when he's coming. So that's why it's more scary. When he comes out, it's just like, oh, shit. But this one, you know, you could hear the footsteps. Oh, shit. And he's. But do you, that doesn't build any tension. It, or like, it doesn't work. Like, I can see that working or not working, depending on. It doesn't build tension. Okay. Um, I mean, like, he's so easily avoidable. Uh, like, Resident Evil 7, Jack Baker, dude, that guy can catch up to you. Like, he'll start running, grab you. And Mr. X, you could. Superman. Bob and Weave. Superman dodge. dodge. God damn. <laughs> but I, I mean, I haven't been streaming too much, but I did stream that. Um, I'm almost done with the game, I think, on Leon scenario. I think I'm like 75% done. Judging it from like the OG one, because okay. I just got to the sewer. So I'm 75% done. Alligator. Mm. I know. I'm at the alligator boss, actually. Mm. And Have I don't know how him? to beat him. I don't know. How, yeah, I seen him. I okay. died. I was like, Does he look pretty good? And then, like, the like, graphics? Is he zombified? Yes. Um, cool. Would you recommend the game? Yes. Especially if you never played it. It's a good experience. It's cool. At thirty nine ninety nine though, right? No. Pay full price. Uh-huh. Actually, it is a short game. The thing yeah. I've heard, one of my friends beat the... He's like, oh yeah, I beat it in one night. Hmm. I was like, what? It's possible. And he's like, I'm already... I'm, but then he's like, oh, I'm on my second run. I'm like, oh, maybe... I didn't realize the point of the game is to do the different runs and in different orders. Well, could you play as a as Leon, and, and then you play as a Claire? Claire, and then Leon again, side B. And, and there's Claire ways B. to unlock certain characters, and there's like a Mister Tofu or yeah, something. Yeah, that's on original. That's in yeah. The original. And he's like, it's in it. And he's he's like, a block oh, of shit. tofu. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I plan I on ve- for the vegan platinum. <laughs> <final. laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm gonna try to. Pl- I'm gonna try to platinum it. But yeah, I went vegan. Kind of. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Kind of. Dude. Fiction. <laughs> One what happened? six Tell out us. of seven days. So I, one of my New Year's resolutions was to eat a lot healthier, and I was like, "That's today's this week. It's, this is the week." And boy, oh boy, it's one, it's one of the hardest things. I think, um, just saying vegan, but the fact that you don't <laughs> eat just vegan exclusively. All right, fine, ninety five percent, but. I know. So to me, vegan it could be taken as multiple things. It could be taken as a lifestyle and a philosophy, or it could be taken as a but style I feel of like diet. you would like have to I'm say like, it a different way. So I would say I'm on a vegan diet, but I'm not vegan. You know, like you, I can't just be like I'm vegan. You're like, okay, you're not gonna eat meat anymore. No, no I still eat meat on Sundays only. You know, can I say ninety five percent vegan? Yeah, I mean ninety percent vegan. We'll see what our viewers say, but I think we'll, there'll be some <laughs> comments about this one. God. <laughs> or, yeah. The second day was a word. That's when you give them the the Bill Maher style vegan rant. Listen, vegans, you guys need to grow up. You guys need to eat some meat. <laughs> like, but the thing is, like, if it gets really bad, I will cheat. I will cheat. Like, have you noticed any positive impact? I just feel you just hungry. More- <laughs> <laughs> I feel hungry, like, like Kirby. <laughs> but um, I finished a Hobbit. Oh, cool! Yeah. Oh shit. I've only watched Desolation of Smog, and Smog does not look like anything in the book. <laughs> Smog wears armor in the book. He does not wear armor in the movie. Isn't Smog the dragon? Yeah. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Whoa. I don't think the movies did a good job. 
But I, I don't blame Peter Jackson as much as I blame how much time they gave the, him and his production crew because they had a lot of time preparing for Lord of the Rings. They mm. did not have that same time for all three of these movies. And it shouldn't have been three movies. So, yeah. It started uh, Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk. Oh, I'm going to try okay. to finish it because I'm going to meet him again. Dude. Out of all the authors, I've met him the most. He's man. like, yay! <laughs> Almost like Grant Morrison. <laughs> Jay, I don't know, you man. You son of a bitch! He, the, way his, the way his signing is, like, it's very hard to interview. And I when mean, you start talking to him, he's like, he's like, oh, wait. Let me, yeah, okay. yeah, he can't do two things at once. Gotcha, so, he, gotcha. and so you can only but I mean, put in one question. You guys are friends now. Yeah, can't you get some like time on the side? Yeah. Not signing? We're yeah. going to have him on a podcast. Hey, an author of Choke? Oh my god! So you know what the premise of Choke is? I've s- I mean, Choke I've seen the me movie. Out, no. Okay, so <laughs> and then I watched a movie, Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> Phil Lord, actually, Christopher Miller didn't write it. It was only Phil Lord, but he Christopher Miller produced it. So how those good was two that guys? Shit? Are they do magic, dude? How good was that it's, shit? It was good. They, do, they, <laughs> they can do no wrong, except Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. <laughs> <laughs> yet to be seen. Um, Will you oh, enjoy the um, movie? Yeah. Cool. That reminds me. Did you hear us hear about a uh, Suicide Squad? All the yeah. Warner Brothers news. Yeah. So they're like people were saying like it could work because they're doing. They're, it, essentially, they're having James Gunn reboot reboot Suicide Squad, and they're like saying Suicide Squad is like just a band. It was like six dudes. Like it could easily <sighs> Not be just dudes. People, villains. I want him to do Justice League. Disposable specifically. Dark could be interesting. I think. Guillermo del Toro was better fit for that, but that fell through. But I agree. Like, there's a lot of like what the vibe that they gave Guardians of the Galaxy films mm. is the vibe that many of the best Suicide Squad runs felt like to me yeah. in the comics. Or he could have done what was the one with Catman that Secret Six. He That's done my that. Suicide he could have done that. I know they're different. That. But I want him to treat this like Secret Six. Mm. <laughs> that shit is that was the best. <laughs> comic run of like DC. I need to read it. I just hear good things about it. Though. I think I have the volumes. I can lend you the physical copies if you meet me at a game store. No, he needs physical. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, into the Spider-Verse. They uh so they do this Jeremy, thing. Oh god. They do this thing. This I call it the Ghostbusters effect where they mention don't cross streams and then that's what solves the problem for for Spider-Verse. It was the that sweep. And then he grabs them and I was like, "Oh, they brought it back." And also the hand touch. They did multiple callbacks to shit. Like, hey, what did he say? I don't know. Like, yeah. Kingpin. But it was good. <laughs> and they made Kingpin like the Daredevil Kingpin, kind of. So I like. Did that. you know who, a lot of the voice actors? I noticed some. Like, I know Lee Schreiber was Kingpin. Um, the first, the ver- the first adult Spider-Man you see was Chris Pine. Oh. And then the second one was Jake Johnson. Oh. What tripped me out is so I never read Ultimate Spider Man, so I assumed it was in the Ultimate Spider Man universe. And when I saw Peter Parker with blonde hair, I was like, "Wait, I don't think Ultimate Spider Man." Some moth. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, he wasn't blonde. Um, what did you think of the other Spider Man? I wish they put Spider-Man, the Japanese one. I mean, they put like an anime one, but I wish they put the Japanese with the mech. I mean, oh. they kind of. D- one of my favorite ones is the Indian one, where he's got like the the. Oh no, was it Indian? I might be missing out. There was one where it was like a kid with it was. It might be the Japanese one yeah. where he had all the strings and stuff. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, I want them to do like what they did Ninja Batman or Batman Ninja with that. 
like an animated, just like a one-off thing. Did you hear that they're gonna try to DC's gonna try to answer to Into the Spider Verse with the Batman Beyond one? They said our answer to Spider Verse is a Batman bring Beyond. It. I want to see that. <sighs> I want competition. They to push need, competition. but they need to bring a good creative team. Like they need Phil Bruce Ward. Tim. Bring the the people that they, made. I it. mean, it, it'll be different. It'll be a different feel. Yeah, I feel like why? Phil Lord brought this like weird humor. His his humor, dude. His Twenty One Jump Street style Did, humor. Didn't they announce a, like a live action Batman coming again, back again? So that's been a, Matt Reeve, the guy that did uh, Planet of the Apes and Rise of Planet of the Apes and stuff. He's doing. It's no Ben Affleck. It's gonna be yeah, yeah, different, yeah. new Batman, younger Batman, more of a detective story than pr- any prior Batman has been. So I'm like, this should be interesting. But Batman Beyond, I I don't think they should aim for like our version of this. Bat- I think they should do their version of Batman Beyond. Batman be true to it. True Detective. For the Matt Reeves one, <laughs> yeah. that'd be an interesting way to tell. <laughs> like Har- uh, Harvey Bullock and um, Gor- Commissioner Gordon, like the world is a flat circle, man. <laughs> and the the end credit was good. Miguel O'Hare. I was like, oh shit, I know. Yeah, yeah. And the meme. I was like. That's too good. We got to go back to the beginning. Yeah, true to point someone. You put it at me first. <laughs> the humor was too good. They, they got to make a sequel. I don't know how they're going to make a story so, out of from it. From what but. I understand, the next one is going to be a Gwen Stacy focused one with yes. an all female Spider Man or Spider Woman. Hey. And there's plenty of Spider Woman characters to pull from. I'm just surprised. I mean, we can maybe delve into this more. We're Spider Ham. We should oh. probably do. We should probably do a Into the Spider Verse review. So I'll stop my comments there. But. <laughs> Um, yeah, good movie. I agree. Anything else? Before? The last thing is uh, I'm working on my script. Hey, New Year's resolution. Hey, I can't have a really cool idea. So, I just fiction? imagine. I imagine looking <laughs> yeah. at your script, and it's like the SpongeBob episode where he's like, <laughs> it just says like "hello" or whatever, like in like Victorian font, and that's it. And he's like, I don't know what to write, <laughs> dude. It's it's rough. I, I don't have like written this stuff down, but I'm trying to come up with the synop- a page synopsis okay. of it, and I'm gonna submit it to Monkey Paul, which is uh, yeah, Jordan Peele. He actually has a submission website. Yeah, so. I saw. I've seen that site. It's not a horror film. So we're talking about fiction. we're talking about movie script here. Movie script. Cool. So. Awesome, dude. We'll see. In one year, I'm gonna. I had to spend some time on this, like. Hey, just remember the vegan diet when you're famous, dude. <laughs> dude, the idea, the idea is so, so. I scrapped my idea, combined it with another idea. So good, dude. It's so good. You cross the streams, bro. Um, yeah, like for me, like I said, I watched two movies. We went into Black uh, Klansman thinking it was going to be a comedy. Yeah, like that's what the trailer. That's the, we were like, for. we need to rewatch this trailer because the trailer I remember. I was like, it did it mislead us. And we watched the trailer again. It's like hilarious. And I'm like, bro, this movie was not funny. Like, it had little moments that were like, that was kind of funny. But by and large, it was a very like racially charged film. And they were, there was a lot of, and like, we're playing it on our TV at home. And they're saying a lot of the N word really loudly. And I'm like, our neighbors are going to feel like, I need to turn this down. Is this the first Spike Do we have movie you've seen? No, I've seen other movies. Okay. I just, I, I've seen many of his other movies. I knew that's what he normally does, but. They weren't like build like the way their trailers were were not build as comedies or you know like hilarious. Things. I haven't seen the movie, but I heard the ending, like the part where he's talking to the guy at the very end, and he says a, a phrase differently. That that the guy because the guy. What about that? Well, um, because the supposedly that the movie the guy is like I can tell when someone's black. Yeah, yeah, I know. by like but how they're. What about the? Well, doesn't he just like he says it in like that in that 
in that way. And the guy like kind of realizes like, oh shit, I've been talking to someone who I thought was white this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't get what that. Well, it's just like a, like a. Were you trying to say that that was the funny part? Well, no, no, no. Just like throughout the whole movie, it, it, this guy's like thinking one way. And at the very end, it's like, you've been tricked. Like, I guess that's just how I read into it, that how it was. I guess it doesn't seem like that when you watch the whole movie. It's just doesn't. It's not like a no, quick close. twist like that. Yeah. Okay. I just I'm not getting what. I just thought it was. It's a really good. Like I want to watch it and oh, see that moment. That wasn't like a big impact moment. Uh, it was like an epilogue. Moment. Okay. So there I was, thought there was. I thought that was a big it. impact moment. No, that's no. why. Okay. I feel like if it was a big impact moment, they wouldn't have given it away in the like the trailer mm. or clip or something. Um, but there were some things I was like, okay, it was an interesting way of presenting this or that. Uh, again, the way that uh, um, what's his name Boots Riley described a lot of it um, really sh- want in- enticed me to read more into what happened, mm-hmm. and I feel like for all intents and purposes, like he has much respect for Spike Lee. He's like, before I say any of my thoughts, Spike Lee's one of my inspirations. I got into filmmaking because of him, mm-hmm. and regardless of how I feel about this movie, I think it's a great thing, and everyone should watch it just to get their own take on it. But I feel like I need to express my thoughts on it. And I think he articulated himself very well. And then I want to go into Sorry to Bother You. This movie blew my mind. This is this movie is to what inside the game was. <laughs> oh shit. There's a point in this movie where you will pause it and be like, what the fuck? I'm this blob right now. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but there there's an equivalent. Okay. And you'll see it oh, if shit. you play on seeing it. I, I think you both. It. I think you both should. I will watch it. There's merit to watching it. Um, I think the acting was really good. Like for the beginnings of the movie, you're like this is just a weird movie. Like everyone kind of does a weird thing in a weird way, and there's a weird it, tone. I, but it it just starts focusing as the movie oh, okay. comes along, and I'm like, I get what it's going for, and I get where it's going, and. Like there was humor to it. I this is one of the movies I was like I I was expecting the type of humor this had in Black Klansman, and I was like okay. But then that f- that moment happened. I was like, the fuck am I watching? I don't know what to expect anymore. And um, it ends, and I'm just like I don't know how to process this. This is not how I expected to spend the night. What did uh, What did Katie think? I'm we kidding. both paused it, and she was like, she turned to me, and she's like, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. And then. <laughs> it was, it was not. It was like another realm. And I was like, "Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree." Play. Uh, anyway, so we did that. We want. We finished season one of Star Trek, and I really enjoyed it. And each episode, like whether or not it hits the mark on what I think it had the potential to, it introduces ideas and it gets you thinking. What Star Trek did you? Next gen. Next gen. So Picard. Well, I think that's the same one. I don't because I'm not very familiar. I know that there's multiple. Like, yeah, there's all sorts. Yeah, of series. there's deep space. Um, nine. But there's one where um, I, this might spoil. I guess a section of it. If don't, you're okay with that, it. I'm no. Okay, okay. <laughs> never mind this. <laughs> but I am learning well, where bald man. I, oh, <laughs> I am learning where the memes are coming from. I we literally just saw the episode where this black guy is sitting at a command desk and he's like. <laughs> I'm like, I know that from the internet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, interesting ideas. I like the show. Um, I'm liking that we're pushing for you know two of many more seasons. Um, played a lot of Destiny. I'm, I need to just finish these few things, and so I can just put the game away for a little bit because I want to play some like indie games. War group War came group. out, and a few other things. But I'm just like, if I don't finish this now, I'm never gonna finish it, and <laughs> I need to finish it. Um. And then Royal Rumble happened. 
nope. WWE. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I had fun. Brock Lesnar kicked some ass. You watched it? You physically went? I wish I went. It was in Phoenix. Okay. Uh, but, well, yeah, we did a little shindig at my place. Um, and, yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. The women's wrestling is really, like, taking off. Like, they're giving them the proper time they deserve. They're giving them the proper kinds of storylines they that are, like, equivalent, if not better, than many of the men's storylines in div- certain divisions. The thing I'm really sad about right now, and it was a while ago where a similar thing happened where, like, CM Punk left. Um, Daniel Bryan couldn't wrestle anymore. Uh, one of my favorite guys, Dean Ambrose, he's part of the Shield. One of them uh, was diagnosed with leukemia. Yeah, mm. this was one of the other guys who's been a, who's been just diehard wrestling, you know, guy in the group, and he's uh, allegedly leaving uh, WWE, and it's due to a lot of creative frustrations he's had working within them and trying to get creative ownership of what his character is and mm-hmm. what his story is, and he hasn't been getting it. And they released a statement saying at the end of April he's going to be leaving the company. I'm like, part of me thinks this is a work. Like they're just make like putting that meta as the story. Another part of me believes that it could very much happen. Yeah, and it makes I don't know. He's one of my favorites, and it just made me really sad. I was like, I don't even have thoughts. I just I'm, I'm bummed out. Yeah, so. that happened. Um, and Pokemon. I'm playing a fuck ton of Pokemon Go. There was a Palkia. Palkia is out right now. Oh. Um, you get a shiny. I got a shiny Groudon, but not a shiny Palkia. There's no, no shiny yet. They mm. all, anytime a new legendary is out, they don't do the shiny the same way. They oh. they bring him back later to reintroduce interest. And I've learned from a, some of my coworkers they spoof, and they were t- showing me how they spoof, and I'm like, that experience. It's a very different experience. The way they describe how they play it, when they play it. What it entails, I'm like, because they can play whenever. Though, right? Literally, all they do is they they like, I want to be in Tokyo or I want to be in France, and there's a joystick that appears on the on the screen, and they're just moving their person around, and they're just playing as if that's where they really yeah. are. And for them, it in some cases, it's been very much like, I'm here. It's after work. I have my kids. We're gonna just sit on the couch, watch TV, and I'm just gonna play casually at my own pace. Not have to worry about running somewhere, finding people, coordinating right. with this. And I, I see merit to it. But I don't want to discredit the experiences of like, oh, you go out, you meet people, you play with people that you've met out. You make a day of it where you're walking around. And I feel like that experience is just as ex- interesting and sincere and genuine. It's just interesting because I feel like they get that sort of uh, activity gets shunned on a lot. Yeah, And it might be a future topic. I want to talk about maybe cheating in a game. And the merits to and against it. I have a question about the spoofing. Yeah. Can they spoof to a raid where people are physically there and yeah. actually join in that raid? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'd okay. be scared to get banned, dude. That's why I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I Like, when they were telling me that, they were like, yeah, you know, if you freak out, don't worry. Just use, like, an, uh, what they – a way they go about it is they make a, a account they don't give a shit about. They do that stuff. And now that there's all these other things you can do where you can trade and all this stuff, they just do it like, oh – you guys want this Pokemon from India? Got it. Trade it. Got it. Trade per- it. Personally, like, it seems like I would it, do it just to get like the exclusivity, like the the exclusive Pokemon from those regions, and then immediately just stop. Just to, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to understand various merits. Of it. Yeah. I could see that being one of them. But it's, I look, I look down on that. Yeah, 
That's like, uh, well, this is another topic. Yeah. Like Bloodborne, like you had to beat the game three times from beginning to end to get all three trophies. People save scum it. And I was like, you know, I, I can't, I, time is precious. I got to save scum. People like, people in my chat, nah, dude, that's so dishonest. And I was like, you know what? You're fucking right. You've wasted many hours playing I Bloodborne. I, <laughs> I will, but like, I get, okay, this is a whole other <laughs> I I have many. Not negative thoughts, not pro thoughts, just observations about the pros and cons of it. But oh uh, yeah, we can get into it. But I, it's just something I learned yeah. about a lot this week. So I just wanted to say say that a little bit. Scum news. Gummies, gummies, gummy, gummies, gummies, gummies. <laughs> anyway, guys, where can people find you? They can find me at the Fulio three sixty five on Instagram and in the Fulio everywhere else. Oh, before I leave, uh, one of my viewers said, "What's up to both of you guys?" What's hey, up? What's your viewers? A VC. Tag. VC? Hey, Avicii. Okay, the Fortnite God. Fortnite God, we pray to you. And he's going to surpass my subscriber count on YouTube. Dang. He's at 1,000. You it's inspired crazy. him. Dude, he's good at Fortnite, though. But, okay, cool. Uh, at the Lost Bosses Everywhere. Cool. And I'm at Kudro Prime. You can find us all at the Weekly DLC. And if you have any questions, you want to f- chime in on any of this, find us on our social medias or uh, hit us up privately if you have any things you want to tell us at AskTheWeeklyDLC at gmail.com. We're always listening. And until next time, bro. DLC. See you later.